Hello, and welcome back to A Blonde Moment. We're your hosts, Nick, Anna, and Nicole, and today we're uh, finally back on the mics after, like, two months or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we were gone for a hot minute. <laughs> so it turns out it's pretty hard to plan three people's schedules, like, you know, during school, and then over Christmas break, and yep. then whatever happens in January. Yeah, it was which, pretty rough. Which is nothing. Nothing happens in January. Yeah, so now we were all busy. Right. <laughs> also, where did January go? Yeah, we're one, we're one month into no 2021 idea. already. That's insane. My goodness. Wow. But, <laughs> but anywho, some, <laughs> a little scary. It, it's yeah, very it weird. But in that time frame, we uh, we got some stuff done. So right now, uh, I believe a blonde moment has surpassed 100 total listens on Yay! Anchor. So that's that's very cool. You need, like a little button with like clapping, you know, like confetti. <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yeah. Oh, like, I would actually love that so much. Confetti is so fun. I don't think we have that in the budget, but please, we need to look into the budget. <laughs> Just cut up some paper. Yeah, sticky notes. They're really colorful. We don't have a button for it though. Oh. That's I thought, true. Oh, I thought we were. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, so thank you guys so much for that. Uh, it's really cool that like this little passion project we started at the beginning of the year. It's like actually kind of going somewhere. Yeah. And hopefully mm-hmm. now we're able to put our full effort back into this. So to kind of get our feet back on the ground, get the ball rolling again. Uh, next week we're going to be uploading three episodes. We're doing one Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then this episode you're listening to should be the last one like on our normal schedule. Yep. To us? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anna and Nicole don't have a choice in this. They just kind of have to make it happen. We're doing it. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be, hopefully, a lot of fun for us and um, hopefully not that much work for me because I'm our editor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, anywho, today, let's get this episode rolling, huh? All right. So today, we're going to do a story or like a segment, I guess, called Do Go On. So... I mean, we don't have, like, a copyright for a letter or anything. It's, like, the name of some other podcast. But we're, we're naming our segment that for today. So I'm going to be telling the story of Richard Lee McNair. Who and is that? Never heard of him. He is insane. Okay, but he's he's not, like, actually insane. Like, he does murder. crazy yeah, stuff. Okay. We'll for, be, we'll for context, <laughs> Anna's just dumping a story on us. Pretty and much. Nicole and I are going to interject as we see fit. Yeah. yeah. We've not, I don't think we've... Have you heard of him? No, I he actually forgot his name already. He vaguely familiar, to be honest. But I don't think I know Watch about you just vaguely. know this entire story. And Wouldn't I'm that like, be right? not for nothing. <laughs> I literally called Nicole last night. And I'm like, I have no idea what story to do. Have you heard of, like, the Hope Diamond? Yeah, I know all about that. It's have you heard Hope about Diamond. this thing? Oh, yeah, I know, like all about that oh i researched that one time (laughs) yeah research is just fun yeah so um okay so richard lee mcnair um he's houdini basically not only because of the number of times that he's escaped from prison but like how he's escaped too it's it's crazy so to get to the story we're going to start at the very beginning richard mcnair was born in oklahoma on december 19th of 1958 what town in Oklahoma. <laughs> what is even town. in Oklahoma? Oh, like I'm... I gave you 12 hours to become an expert on the subject. You can't even tell me who's hometown. Hey. I have a question, though. What yeah. What is, like, in Oklahoma? Like, I know the shape of it, and I've watched Where the musical Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Oh, it's is in the like south. Is that, like, by Kansas? Wait. Can- wait. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> is it Kansas, Nebraska? Or is what? Kansas the state? Yeah. Geography is not at a strong and suit. Kansas and Nebraska are two separate states, and they were split because of the Kansas-Nebraska agreement. 
okay okay but that was like way before that was that was so before the civil war that was like Kansas a reason for the, the civil left, war right i thought they were on top the of each left? other left do you mean the no, no, west oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> oh my god okay we're getting off topic on the wrong subject here just keep going with okay. the story so uh, McNair's dad was a reserve police officer, and right off the bat, people were like, okay, this kid is pretty smart. Um, he, His brother was even quoted saying, he's the, he's the smartest person I've ever met and was a good guy that I always admired until he made bad choices. So now we're going to get to the bad choices. <laughs> okay, so on the night of November 17th, 1987, and Nino, I think that's how you say it, McNair broke into a building that stored grain with the intention of robbing it. Wait, so, wait, why would you rob grain? I don't know. I'm guessing he kind of wanted, like, money. I don't Was know. Was he robbing he money from rob the grain? for money? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he obviously didn't want the grain. Or did he? If he was robbing the granary, you don't know what goes on in this guy's head. Rob grain and then sell grain on like the black market or something. (laughs) Is there a black market for? I hear there's a huge return on stolen grain. Actually, yes. They'll just be like, "Huh, it seems like we have less grain than before." Like, (laughs) are you gonna count each individual grain? No. (laughs) That would that would actually be really good. But I figured probably. But wait, what year is this? Eighty-seven. Oh, never mind. Then, yeah, they weigh it. <laughs> My brain had this in like the 1700s, and he's like wearing like a cowboy hat. <laughs> and he like rode a horse. I was like, wow, how'd he get to North Dakota? That's like a long ways. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, was he successful? Okay, well. It depends on what you consider successful. <laughs> so he was robbing them, and then two guys came in, and he accidentally shoots them. How? how? I have no idea how you accidentally shoot them. But one of the guys died, and then the other was also shot, but he managed to survive. So please get there. They arrested him, and they bring him into the station for questioning. Um, and he surrendered a concealed handgun. So, like, he gave that up. Like, he wasn't, like trying to hide anything okay um and then he was sentenced to jail so he was given two life sentences for murder and attempted murder on top of a 30-year sentence for burglary so he was gonna be there for a while um and that was kind of like the turning point for mcnair he developed from a criminal into an escape artist how did he become a criminal that's my question he murdered them no 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 but what possessed him to go steal grain in north dakota i don't know what else is there to do in oklahoma or north dakota it's true (laughs) not much there but there's a whole bunch of states in between the two (laughs) (laughs) that is true i don't know Uh, yeah okay so wait, wait 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 did he go to north dakota specifically to rob this granary maybe well, I feel like you would be the one to know. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. All I know is that did he, he live in North in... Dakota first before, like in between? Did he move to North so. Dakota because, and like, then his he's like, family was... "I need some grain." I don't like, know. I'm willing to just accept that this guy's a total whack job and just move on and accept the She's fact like, that he yes, went to North Dakota. This is the place I'm going to rob grain from <laughs> specifically to rob them of their grain. Road trip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in February of 1988, so about a year after the first incident, McNair was in a room with three detectives handcuffed to a chair Why? now because of his like sentencing he they were like questioning him like but it's been a year shouldn't he've already been in jail it takes a long time that for, you know okay. like the legal okay. process no i don't know okay. i figured but yeah, i just usually was making at least sure a year after I, an event yeah. happens so. okay yeah okay um anyway so i have no idea who thought this was a good idea to leave him alone in a room but they decided to do that and he realized that he had a tube of lip balm in his pocket 
So when he was alone, McNair managed to maneuver the lip balm out of his pocket and use it to lubricate his wrists. He somehow slipped his hands out of the handcuffs. So I heard that the only way to get out of handcuffs is like dislocating your thumb. I've heard that too. So I don't know if they just like didn't tighten it or something. I don't know. Maybe he just had really thin wrists or like weird double jointed thumbs where he could just. You could still tighten the handcuffs more. Right. Like it just. Right. You'd think. If that was going to work, someone screwed up at their job. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And that just kind of like shows his determination. But it's not the end. Um, Okay. So I've read a few accounts and they say that McNair just walked out of the police station, like, didn't even run. He just was like, bye, guys, and then he just walked out. Um, Yeah, and then eventually his escape resulted in a foot chase, and McNair led the cops around town. (laughs) So he then found an abandoned building and hid on the third floor. Cops caught up to him, and then he realized he was surrounded, but he wasn't going to give in. You want to know what he did? Did he jump? Jump out the window. He jumped, yeah, from a third story. Okay. So, again, some articles said that he landed in a tree and then the tree branch fell and then he, like, landed on the ground. And then some said that he just missed. Like, he just jumped out the window. Either way, he hurt his back. Cops got him. All of that kind of stuff. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say he got away. Like, yeah, this dude I just jumped out of a third-story no. building and then liked it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. Screw Houdini. This guy is, like, invincible. Right? No kidding. <laughs> um, so, but this was just a warm-up. Because in October of 1992, he was serving his sentence at the North Dakota State Penitentiary when he tried escaping again with two inmates, and they went through a ventilation duct. And he made it, because it took um, a year and a half, making it like July 1993, when he was captured in Nebraska. He was then shipped to a maximum security federal prison in Louisiana. He managed to get a job at the prison. So, like, think of work study, but make it criminal. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, Al Capone did laundry. All the prisoners at Alcatraz had jobs. Yeah. But this guy's an escape artist. Mm-hmm. And you want to know where his job was? The mailroom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. He mailed himself to Florida. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but you're getting there. Yeah. Okay, so his job was to um, repair the torn mailbag so that they could be shipped off to post offices for use and then he had the next 13 years to plan his ultimate escape which took place on april 5th 2006 so like kind of recent um Mm -hmm. he made some sort of an escape pod out of the materials in the mailroom so he took like a pallet and then made a little space for him at the bottom he had a breathing tube so that he could like breathe i guess (laughs) wow okay Um, he put mailbags on top and then got inside. And just, like, for clarification, all of the pallets were, like, wrapped in, um, what's it called? Like, the seal, like, uh, what's it called? Ooh. Shrink wrap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't really see inside. Um, and because he worked there, he knew the patterns of the mailroom. So after a little bit, a forklift carried him and his pallet to the nearby warehouse outside of the prison. Um, when the fair ho- warehouse staff left for lunch, he cut himself out of the shrink wrap and then walked to freedom once again. Um, and then after the escape, this is probably like the craziest thing of his entire escape thing. So he's like escaped three times, I guess, right now. Um, so a police officer was patrolling the area because, you know, like a criminal escaped. And the officer saw McNair jogging near railroad tracks and he knew that there had been a prison escape nearby and stopped him. And there's a video on YouTube where you can watch the entire thing from the cops, like, dash cam type thing. So, like, you can see their entire interaction. 
Um, did you watch it? I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's really wait, cool. how, how old is this guy at this point? Okay, well, he was born in, like, 58. So the cop sees him and asks for identification. He obviously doesn't have any. So despite not having any identification on him and matching the description of the escapee, um, McNair talked his way out of it. So the officer um, asked, like, what his name was, and initially he said that his name was Robert Jones and he was just out for a jog. And then a few minutes later, the cop asked for his name again, and he gave the name Jimmy Jones. And the cop doesn't notice. Like, within five minutes, and the cop had no idea. Yeah. Hang on. Wow. How does he... Who took note of this? I don't know. When they realized that it was not Jimmy Jones on the dash cam and was, in fact, Richard McNeil. Okay, but Could who you remember that it was Robert it Jones? What? Nobody was. No, there wasn't a. His name isn't Robert. Yeah, but he said it was, and the cop didn't realize when he changed it. So who took note of the fact that he changed his name halfway through the story? After watching the dash cam, you can hear it from the. Da- you can hear everything. Oh, it is okay. so funny. It's like a ten-minute type. Yeah. So within ten minutes, he sees um, Richard, and lets him go. And yeah, it's yeah. You know what this kind of reminds me of? What? It's uh, Catch Me If You Can, that Leonardo that DiCaprio Leonardo movie. DiCaprio and it's, Tom Hanks. He one? He's definitely the cute oh, one. Oh my gosh. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the entire movie, it's just him dodging the law, but there's one scene where the cop is literally in the room with him, and he's like, ah, oh, you're too late, my my partner and I already booked our guy. He's like, are you our guy? He's like, no, here, check my wallet, and he throws him a dummy wallet, and then like he keeps misdirecting the cops who never actually checks this guy's oh id it's he so just good. talks his way out of getting arrested and then walks out it's based off of a true story like this stuff really happened he um ran away from home and he became he didn't become a pilot but he impersonated a pilot for a Did lot of years fly? uh like a co-pilot more like oh okay but, good. i, was I mean he people. figured it out kind of and he also for um, all intents and purposes he was a pilot forged millions of dollars in checks Whoa. And his forgeries were so good that after he was arrested, they used him to find other forgeries. Like, he wow. just, he knew checks. They're like, you can either spend <laughs> no. life in prison or you can come work for the FBI. And, and he's, he's like, like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. Hey, you, you missed I, a detail in there, though. It was $4 million worth of cash checks in, like, the 80s. Oh, Whoa. and, yeah, and he was, like, he started doing this when he was, like, 17. Yep, he ran away That's from awesome. home and became a con artist. It was so cool. And this, yeah, true story here. Okay. Um, oh, he also impersonated a doctor in an emergency room. And okay, let's just let the people go watch the movie. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. Based off a true story, though, which but, is like, baffling. He started at 17. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Our age? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm 18. I don't think I'm that smart yeah, to be a con either. artist. But if we worked together, <laughs> we would get caught twice as bad. Zero, yeah. like zero, zero times zero is still zero. Yeah. Hey. hey. I'd like uh, to think like 0. 0.75 times. Yeah. <laughs> you realize any number you're about to say is still I a smaller number. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that may- Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so, so back anyway. to this. What's this guy's name again? Richard McNair. McNair. Okay. Not the McNair. I have heard of him. Back to yeah. McNair. Just specifically for the mailing himself thing. Mm-hmm. Not he, but he didn't really mail himself. Or if you want to go by Jimmy Jones. <laughs> I don't. Or Robert I don't know. Jones. I mean, Bobby J. All of this entire thing. I don't know why he didn't have time to like think of a better name. Jimmy Jones. This dude had a lot of stuff on his plate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's still probably thinking how he's gonna get back to North Dakota to steal the rest of that grain. <laughs> 40 years later. <laughs> yeah, mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, what else does this guy do? Okay, so the cop asks him where he works, where he's staying, where he's originally from, all of that kind of stuff. And McNair comes up with like surprisingly believable answers. He's like, yeah, I'm a roofer, and we're staying at the hotel down the street. I don't know how he knew there was a hotel down the street, but apparently that was true. He probably walked past it. He was coming from the other way. So I don't know. I have no oh, idea. yeah. Okay. Um, from the left or from the west? Okay. If you're looking at the dash cam, it was to, from the right to the left. To the left. To the left. Okay. <laughs> All right, Anna. I'm cutting that. <laughs> it's my moment. Okay. Uh, you have a lot of moments. I do. They're not always good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what else did this guy do? Okay, so um, the cop asks him where he's staying, where he's originally from, and he comes up with, like, surprisingly believable answers. He says he's a roofer staying at a hotel down the street and that he didn't have ID on him because he was formerly serving in the army. And when you're on base, you don't have, like, your phone on you. And the cop, like, goes with it. He's like, yeah, I mean, civilian life, it's really different, man. Like, he, like, I don't know. The cop he's, just, <laughs> and did you say like, formerly yeah. or formally? Formerly. Okay. Is that a word? Yeah. That's yeah. A word? Okay, yeah. Let's make it sure. You said, like... for, you said formally at first. I'm like, how do you informally <laughs> operate on the military base? That could be rough. McNair, Robbie Jones. Bobby Jones. <laughs> I feel yeah. like he's probably be like, yeah, so civilian life, it's rough. I haven't <laughs> right? been a civilian yeah, in like, was, like 40 years. Yeah, man. Like, you could just see him like starting to panic. He started like pacing. And even still, the cop didn't notice. Oh, man. Yeah. And the cop pointed out like, oh, you're life. wearing shorts. Like, your knees are all like scraped up. Like, all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Roofing, yeah, man. Roofing. And he's like, well, the cop's like, well, don't you wear pants? And he's like, well it bunches and like all that kind of stuff so like i like wearing shorts and he believes it and he's originally from texas austin or dallas i don't remember well that's close to oklahoma is it yes it is <gasps> oklahoma's down i already said south south <laughs> <laughs> i forgot it was down that far i thought it was like down adjacent to the left. you know right left of kansas down nebraska like our favorite state to the left southwest <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah, Southwest. Yeah, okay. That would be Southwest. <laughs> I still Anna. have to do the never eat soggy wheat. Waffles. I've never said never that. Never eat soggy waffles. Slimy really? worms. Yeah. Ew. I've heard sour water. Don't tell me before. what I can cannot eat. Please I don't like eat sour worms, worms. Like gummy worms. You know? I said slimy, Anna. Oh. <laughs> well, sour worms work too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I thought these were going to be easy to edit episodes. <laughs> I mean, you, just I mean, you can just in. leave this. Yeah. Um, so the um, so the cop he finished talking with McNair, and he's like, "Yeah, you're probably going to get stopped again. So like, just know that, and like, be prepared. Like, don't get mad. Stay calm. Like, all that kind of stuff. Just let them know that we are talking." There's an escaped convict on the loose. Be safe, man. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so he's like, "Okay, yeah, continue on." Um, and then he goes, like, he just runs off. So, like, he met with the cop, and he convinced him, like, even though he looked exactly like the guy in the picture, just let him go. And he escaped and was free for another year and a half. And then, you want to know where he was caught? A hundred miles up of the border, north of, okay, north of the border of, in, in Campbellton, New Brunswick, Driving a stolen truck on October 24, 2007, by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So he made it to Canada. Like, he crossed the border as a person who escaped prison with a stolen vehicle. Like, I didn't I didn't think that we could cross borders like that, you know? You can. 
Really? Well, Canada, yeah. To Canada, Canada and the U.S. have the longest unfortified border in the world. That oh yeah, I remember this episode in Bunked. I do too, and then they got stuck in Canada. Yeah, yeah, and they were just like accidentally hiking in the woods, and all of a sudden they were in Canada, and then they were like, "No, sorry, you can't go over." Andy almost got stuck in Canada because they forgot his passport, but then the Canadians are just like, "You're fine." (laughs) Don't go all the way back to Washington. Good old Canadians. Did you just sidetrack yourself? Well, I had a thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Carry on. Yeah. We're almost at the end of the story. So, he was pulled over. McNair, he tried to escape again, but police tackled him. Finally, they're getting, yeah, somewhere. And then today, <laughs> Richard Lee McNair is in a concrete cell at the Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado. And this prison holds people like the Boston Marathon bomber and, like, the shoe bomber? I don't know who he is. Do you guys know? Heard the name. I don't yeah, know Yeah, I've did. heard about okay. him. And then there was one other, like, bomber, too. I don't know. But it's the most secure prison in the U.S. that, like, exceeds, like, regulations. So, like, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, if I was sentenced to prison for life, I'd be like, eh, I got nothing to lose. I'll be in prison no matter if I get caught. But if I escape, you know, right. it'd just be cool, so. Imagine, yeah. like, the people that he told along the way, like, yeah, I accidentally murdered someone. And I How does one accidentally? Like, did the gun just go thinking. off? But he shot both of exactly. them. I was like, maybe like you a panic. You can't like, accidentally <laughs> shoot both people. Yeah. I mean, it like, can accidentally fire maybe once. Mm-hmm. I could believe once. I know. Not twice. Yeah, same here. What if they lined up? They were really really the other and standing in front of each other like cowards. Just like hiding behind one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... That's where he is right now. Who knows? Maybe he'll escape again and, like, run for president or something. That'd be nice. Be like, okay. okay, not president. But, you know. Well, like, That's where we know. think he is right now. Maybe he is Ooh, the president. What? No. Yeah, no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can't really tell if the guy was, like, really smart or if everyone around him was just kind of stupid. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both. I'm yeah. going to say he was lucky. Yeah. yeah. Probably. That's probably many fair. Many occasions. Does so, that wrap up your story then, or yeah, does this guy do something else? No. Well, he escaped four times. I think he's good for his lived <laughs> That's his one life lifetime. Out, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. At this point, he's like only fifty. Honestly, like he could do it again. He could. <laughs> he really could. I'd be excited for that. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Here, let's place our bets right now. Because as of now, he's in prison. We think. Who I thinks? Hope. He- we assume we assume that he's in prison richard just walks in (laughs) is anyone willing to bet that he's gonna break out again at some point in our lifetime i don't think so i don't think more accurately his lifetime yeah i wish but you know i think he's probably like all right yeah i'm done it's like a it's a okay so like there's a prison no okay so there's jail there's a prison and then there's like high security prison and then there's maximum security prison and he's in a super maximum security prison so, like, I don't know. But he also got out of a maximum security prison, so uh, honestly, I wouldn't put anything past this guy. When did we stop using Alcatraz? Oh, like Do a long time ago. Do we not use ago. that anymore? Anna, no. no. Hey, that's a, that's a genuine attention. question. Okay. She doesn't okay. bend Alcatraz. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither have I. <laughs> I don't know I if think was... we stopped using it, like, ooh, 60s. Was... Oh, that's, like, way. Oh, maybe even earlier. Okay. Was it just, like, high mortality rate or something? No, I don't think so. I think they're just like, meh, it's old. We don't want to fix it. The maximum security prism. Right. Like, 
I don't think they the would just give up on like, it. They're just like, we're done with it. There had right? to have been a reason. Probably. Yeah. I don't know the reason, though, I guess. Okay. Look, it, look up. it up. Only two people Why escaped, and they never really found out if they lived. <laughs> like, uh, they rode away, and then they kind of disappeared. They weren't in the prison anymore. That's all I know. And then they're right. just like, and then they oh, kinda... this is still like an ongoing debate, isn't it? They really like try like simulating what it would have been like to escape yeah. from the raft. And like some people say, yes, it's totally possible they're still alive. Other people are like, no, they would have died. Yep. Nobody Why? knows for sure. Because Alcatraz is an island, so they have well, to. I know s- that. I just thought it was like slightly off the coast or something. Mm, not really slightly. It's a, it's in it's the a ocean. Good distance oh. off the coast. And if you don't have a boat, it was like a makeshift raft. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. So like they have just, did they live? They did they not? The and they went at they, night. Yeah, they could have so, frozen enough. That'd be rough. Yeah. So would. <laughs> don't, don't get sent to Alcatraz, and you'll be fine. Yeah, no kidding. I want to visit Alcatraz someday. I feel like that'd really be really don't. cool. The weirdest thing I read a book. Uh, it was fiction, but it was based off of like real events um and it's really interesting because all the families of the workers lived on alcatraz so there were kids living on alcatraz like the whole time like the what? kid of the jailer the kid of like yeah so all these kids lived the on alcatraz kids. together do you think that's where they got do you think that's where they got the movie descendants from you know what? i think they got it from fairy tales actually really it's like they live on an island. Where did descendants okay, come I don't from? Know. Okay, they live on the Isle of the Lost. I don't think that's why. Well, because it kind the of children aren't jailed at Alcatraz. They can like go play and everything. They just gotta, you know, try to stay away from the convicts who they do see sometimes. They're supposed to not have contact with them, but like they're like working in the gardens. Like the the convicts like did work and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's nowhere to go. There's, like, the warden's house, and then, like... I have not seen Descendants. I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm talking about Alcatraz. But I don't... You were comparing it to Descendants. Right. Well, Descendants, it's all, like, the kids of the villains. Well, all the villains live Mm -hmm. on the Isle of the Lost, and then all, like, the The kids. The princesses and princes... Well, no, even the villains live on the Isle. And then, like, on Eridon, yeah, all of, like... The good people from the fairy tales live there, and then, like, the kids of the villains, like, five of them or whatever, are chosen to, like, go to school in Eridon and, like, be given a second chance type of dealio. Mm-hmm. The first one was good, the second one was questionable, the third one didn't need to happen. Yeah, I haven't seen the third one, but Don't. I've definitely heard that <laughs> Okay, a lot. We, we already did a movie episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, though, yep. Alcatraz, it closed after 29 years of operation in 1963. 29 <gasps> years? 29 years. I knew Only it wasn't 29. that long, but yeah. six, I was ready. And it was six closed years. because it was too expensive. That's what I said, too. <laughs> Cool. Did you? Because yeah, I said like upkeep must have taken too much. You just work. said they didn't want to fix it. Right. That is not That's the same thing. Oh well, in my head I was like because of money, but I guess I didn't say that out loud. Words just didn't catch up to that. Apparently not. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah. So it was closed, or like they made the decision to close Alcatraz before the guys escaped. So yeah, they probably were like, well, we're gonna be moving soon we better escape here before we get sent to <laughs> a different day. maximum <laughs> what what imagine putting years into your escape plan then you find out that like you're getting transferred <laughs> it's like all right time is now we gotta do this yeah. okay so i'm gonna guess that neither of you two are murderers nor green thieves <laughs> we assume <laughs> Can you can you picture anything going so horribly wrong in your life that you would actually get sent to a maximum security prison yourselves? Well, I can only hope. I mean, uh, no, I would not ever. 
I don't know. I mean, the only thing you do to get there is like terrorism and escaping murder. from every Ex- subsequent prison. Yeah, that's true. I would do that actually. I would get so well. Okay. I don't think I, I gonna, could. I would not escape from prison. But if I had to, <laughs> I would totally do it because I, don't I feel know like if I'd, I'd be get clever enough. Else. I I watched enough like. I could figure out the theory of it, but I think in actuality, I would have a difficult time escaping. Yeah. I'm not, like, super coordinated, but coordinated enough where I'd get, like, halfway through the duct and then, like, hear somebody telling a joke below and laugh and, like, <laughs> give my entire plan up and it was... Probably, yeah. yeah. I would end up falling through okay, the no. ceiling in the middle of, like, the room where all the cops are. No, I- I'm putting my shoe down on this one. Neither of you guys are making it into the vent. <laughs> Yeah, I'd fall off whatever I'm trying to stand on. Yeah, I don't have the arm strength to pull myself. I don't think you guys realize how difficult it is to break out of a prison. It's not like you're sitting in it. No, I can. I can imagine. No, 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 no. You're not sitting in an empty room with no one watching you for eight hours a day. You know, there's not. There's not just a like a vent grate sitting in an unoccupied room that you can crawl through. I know. That's you constantly why we- have eyes on you and they have every yeah. single way out sealed up or watched. That's well, why we need to go back in time to like and the do it 30s, when it was 40s. Just, like, little, you can rob a bank pretty like, easily and yeah. like, yeah. And get caught. Yeah. Amazing how that wasn't the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that was a lot of villainy and criminal acts uh don't get any ideas i feel like this is the point where we say don't try any of this at home yeah but if you were to get ideas give us some credit no actually (laughs) yeah but (laughs) give mclean the credit or whatever whoever did it first mcnair i keep thinking chris mclean (laughs) anyway uh that that's probably gonna wrap this up for this episode uh thank you guys for listening all the way to the end hopefully you enjoyed it and I hope you guys are looking forward to doing the week of blonde moment or whatever we're calling that next week. Yeah. I'm yep. excited. Looking forward to it. It's going to be it's really fun. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Uh, bye.